Spirit dwells. He just visits everywhere else. Sorry for your loss. Can you feel your mind wife, you know? It's not easy. And uh, cry as, as much as you want to cry. You choose a service, I don't care. Crying's good. It's like walking into the sun. <laughs> you come on to our I we cry for about three days. <laughs> Just keep crying and crying. And laughing, telling jokes and everything. Cry some more and by the end of three days, we're sick of crying. <laughs> we're healed and we have closure. So sorry for your loss. But it doesn't change nothing. God is still a good God. God is still a good God. And uh, today um, I want to talk on the subject of growing in faith and faith. This stage, I think probably all I'll be talking on throughout the year, just different, different things about faith. And uh, I've been, and just to to tell you again, I'm no theologian, certainly no Bible scholar, but I've just um, for some thirty plus years now, I've just clocked up many while, many miles walking with Jesus, hanging out with Jesus. And uh, reading his word, you know, hope comes by reading this Bible. I love this Bible. Hope comes by reading this Bible. But then faith comes by hearing it. Hearing the rhema word that the Holy Spirit drops into your spirit as you read it. You you get hope when you see a a promise in there. God promises you something. And all of a sudden, oh, wow. Is that really for me? And as you keep meditating on it, then faith comes. And transformation, though, comes as you do the word. That's why the Bible says, don't be, a, don't be just a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. If you're just a hearer, you just, you just deceive yourself, really. Transformation. So we, we don't really want more information. We, we, we want transformation. Transformation. My life has been transformed by hearing hearing this word and applying it to my life. And uh, you know, and I and uh, not only just reading that, but I I watch them and I observe others as well, other men and women of faith. I've learned a lot sitting under Pastor Tony. He just comes up with some, you know. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And uh, like that building next door, you know, I think we, I believe we should buy that. Well, how much money have we got? Oh, nothing. Money. How does that work? <laughs> and uh, to be honest, you know, I was part of the decision maker to, to get that. But I said, brother, I, I just don't have the faith to do that. But I trust you. I trust you, Tony. I've watched you. You know, so I said, I'm neither here nor there. And so, you know, we went ahead. Of, and, you know, lo and behold, not long afterwards, somebody comes in with a check and pays the whole thing off. So you can see faith in people. 
conceive faith. I learn a lot from my wife, Vitti. She's got a huge God. You can see faith in her. And um, remember when the, those guys, they, they brought their friend to Jesus, ripped off the roof to get him down. <laughs> Who rips off a roof to get their friend down to see Jesus? My goodness, what was that all about? Maybe they thought, well, he's a carpenter, he'll fix it afterwards anyway. I don't know. But he said, I saw your faith. You can see faith. A lot of people talk faith. We want to be able to observe faith. in people. And so uh, I want to encourage you today, don't just seek more information from these pages, but apply it to your life and be a doer of the word. Um, growing in faith. Look at that. I even got a flash thing today with my name on it. <laughs> so uh, you don't even have to turn to your Bible to the first to the first scriptures. Uh, it comes from Mark 11, verse 12 to 14. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, he being Jesus. Seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not the season of the figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And then there's another space in between that. But we'll come drop down to Mark 11, 20, 23. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. But Jesus answered and said to him, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for your word today. We hold it as precious, Lord. You said, Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our feet. Your word, Lord, nourishes strengthens us, establishes us, encourages us, Lord, brings hope, Father God, brings faith, Father God, brings transformation, Father God. We, 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 we position ourselves to, to, to value, Lord, what you would have say to us today. We put our trust and our faith in you afresh today, Lord, in your word, Father Lord, I pray the, the prayer that Paul prayed to the Church of Colossians, Lord, that we be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That we may walk worthy of you, pleasing and fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, and to all patience, long-suffering, with great joyfulness. And everybody said, <clears throat> Jesus said, have faith in God. I love that statement. Simple, steak on the plate, no hidden meaning, just have faith in God. 
And it's a commitment to that alone will get you through life's obstacles and setbacks. Have you got that photo, uh, Richard? Can you shove that up, please? <coughs> this is my friend, um, oh, that's, that's of the baby, Terry Myers. And I've, I've spoken about Terry before. He's, uh, he's been on the mission fields for over 50 years. And um, this, when he, was, when he was about 20 years of age, he goes to all the, the out-of-the-way places in the world, you know. And this, I think this was in Guatemala. He was in the jungles of Guatemala. And about three days travel from the, the nearest town, the nearest hospital, and a mum brought this baby in. She was really sick, and um, unfortunately she died, and that's her on, on the table. She passed away. And uh, he'd taken in a team of doctors and other people there to set up a, a, a clinic in the middle of the jungle for all the people in that area. And so the, the doctor, he said, sorry, Terry, you know. Terry, have you got any more photos? Terry Mize, that's him there, he's just a young fellow, he's 70 years of age now. He looked at that baby and he said, no, th this is not right. This is not right. And so he picked the baby up and he began to speak the word of God over it. He reminded God about his word, as if God needed reminding. <laughs> and he reminded the devil about the word of God. That was the most important thing. And he told the baby about the word of God. And for 12 hours, he, he held that baby walking around and walking around for 12 whole hours. Right into the night and in the early hours of the morning. Sometimes he'd lay the baby down and just begin to continue to speak life over it. And he said that after the 12th hour, all of a sudden, the baby coughed, opened her eyes. She's 38 years old today. Three children. Three children. Still serving God. Terry has a, 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 a statement that he reverts to or defaults to when facing difficult, even impossible situations. He reminds himself with this statement that God is a good God and his word is truth. Holding on to that revelation, that belief has taken him through and brought him out of some deep, dark, impossible situations over the last 50 years of being on the mission field. In the same way, regardless of what you're going through or facing, just continue to have faith in God. Even when your faith tanks are empty and you don't feel like you can believe anymore, just refuse to disbelieve. Doubt the doubt but don't doubt God. Continue to have faith in Him. All things are possible to they that believe. Who are they? Those that have faith in God. Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. No matter what you're going through, don't stop believing. Don't stop having faith in God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says our our faith gives substance to things that we are hoping for. It makes evident the things that are not seen. Okay? Faith 
gives substance to things that we are hoping for. It brings into evidence the things that are not seen. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. It's the currency of heaven. <clears throat> Oswald Chambers said that faith is a deliberate confidence in God's character whose ways you may not understand at any given time. <laughs> oh, my God. Ain't that the truth? And faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I was talking to Pastor Tony last week and he said that faith is mandatory but believing is a choice. You've got to have faith to, to receive salvation. By grace are we saved through faith. But after that, believing is a choice. Lots of people believe in Jesus. Lots of people love Jesus but not everybody wants to follow Jesus. That's a choice. In this context, Mark 11, the word faith is the Hebrew word immuna, which means support or supporter, and it's an action word. Supporter is someone actively involved in an ideal, a belief, or a job to be done. See, in our, in our Western thinking, the, the concept of faith places all the action coming from the one that you have faith in. We, we, we see that a lot in our prayer rooms. We say, God, you're, you, you're able to do this, you're able to do that, you're able to do that. But in the Hebrew mindset, this context, it places the faith on the action of the supporter. You understand what I'm saying? In our Western thinking, the concept of faith places all the action coming from the one you have faith in. But in the Hebrew mindset, like this context, it places the faith on the action of the supporter. Remember when the Jews, they'd come to the promised land and God said, where you go, go in, possess it, it's yours. I've given it to you. Those people in there, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. Just go in and take it. It's all, in, it's, it's there. All they had to do was cross the river and it would have been theirs. But they stood back. They believed that God could do it. They just didn't believe that they, they were able to do it. When, 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 when David went out to fight his Goliath, he said, um, this day has God given you into my hand. But he still had to pick up the stone. He still had to fling, he still had to swing the, what's that thing that he had? Slingshot. And when he did that, then God guided that stone into the, into the giant. It's all about what we do. In our, in our prayer times, I was talking to Tony the other day, you know, it would be good if we just, instead of just saying, God, you can do this, say, Lord, what do I need to do? Let's ask him for wisdom. Lord, what do you want me to do to, to grab a hold of what I'm believing for, what I'm hoping for? We all know many believe in the reality of God, that he's almighty, he can do the impossible. Not everyone trusts him enough to follow him and the pathways that he leads us down. And so faith without action is, it's dead. It's nothing really, it has no substance. <clears throat> but immune faith doesn't just mentally ascend to faith in God, it puts trust in him with corresponding action. Anybody heard the story of Charles Blund, uh, Blondine? Anybody know Charles Blondine? Charles Blondine was a... Um, 
French acrobat and tightrope walker. And uh, in 1869, he crossed the Niagara Falls on a tightrope. <laughs> and, uh, well, he, he crossed the Niagara Falls a number of times, actually. But every now and again, he'd change it up. Sometimes he crossed blindfolded. Other times he apparently crossed on stilts. And um, it was somebody on his back. One time he crossed um, pushing a wheelbarrow full of rocks. He got to the other side, and of course there was a huge crowd there, and they were, whoa, cheering him on, yeah, you know, this, this, this. And then when he, he quietened the crowd back down. He quietened the, the crowd down, and he said, who believes that I could carry somebody in this wheelbarrow across to the other side? <coughs> Everybody said, yes, you're the man, Charles. You can do that. It'd be easy for you. Then he said, Who's willing to volunteer? <laughs> and that whole crowd went quiet. Nobody said anything. So one man came out, climbed in the wheelbarrow, and took him across the other side. See, that whole, that whole crowd believed, and they had faith, but only one man had immune faith. He, doesn't ju he didn't just believe, he trusted Blondine and climbed into the wheelbarrow. There's a faith that we mentally ascend to, faith in God, but immune faith not only believes, but takes the next step by, by climbing into God's wheelbarrows of obedience. Now, scary at times, <laughs> like jumping off a high diving board, jumping off a, um, a cliff into the river, Say that because we used to do that down at the Manawatu River where the cutters, big high cliffs, leap into the river. You know, the first time I did it, I'd seen all my older cousins jump in, you know. And, and from, from down below, it doesn't look that high, you know. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I climbed up there, and um, when you look down from, the, from up there, I thought, this is the day I'm going to die. <laughs> I mean, leap into that river and nobody will ever find me again, you know. And, uh, and, and I, was, I, was, I was reluctant then because, but, but you know, you got all your older cousins down there and they're yelling at you, come on, you girl, you blouse, and, and all sorts of other names. <laughs> so you got to jump, otherwise you lose faith. So, so I, I went and took a flying leap, jumped into the river and came up <laughs> and I couldn't wait to get back up again. And faith is a bit like that, eh? a bit like taking that, uh, that jump. When Jesus and uh, steps of faith, are, it's, 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 it's sometimes, you know, it's the realm of the water walkers. Sometimes we have to be a bit like Peter. Leap out of those, our safe boats to walk on water. When Jesus says, come, make sure he's saying come now. And it's not just you. Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And God is not only calling us, drawing us, stretching us into growth in Christ, but also into growth in faith. In Romans 8, 29, for he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share in the likeness of his son, 
This means the son, Jesus. Jesus is the oldest in a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Hebrews 6.1, Now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into maturity. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in God. Embrace our growth in faith. You see, the story of the fig tree was uh, an important message in this context. Fig trees uh, and fig fruit uh, is plentiful in that part of the world. And it's a cheap, available source of food, nourishment, and apparently fig trees blossom uh, twice a year. And you know when the figs are ready because there's a whole heap of leaves all over the tree. And so this tree was full of leaves. It should have had fruit hanging from its branches, but there was no fruit. It was all dressed up with nothing to show. Nothing that would add or nourish the life of those who looked to it for that reason. It looked apart, looked appealing, looked like it had something to offer, but on close inspection, it had no substance to it. No fruit to whet the appetite of those that were hungry. And the lesson in that is this. Let us not be a people of God or a church that just looks the part. Sounds appealing, offering promises of this and that, but on close inspection, found to have little substance to offer. No fruit of the Spirit. No faith to meet the need of those who look to us for something of God to help them. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> One of those mobile stories of when I was a mobile man on north, north of uh, Foxton. And um, I worked there for a number of years and there was a time when mobile decided to have this big splurge on advertisements on TV and advertising all their products, you know, oil, Grease, uh, car shampoo, hair shampoo, mobile lipstick, Dawn, you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, and they had this one guy who uh, was all dressed up in, in a mobile uniform, big cheesy smile, you know, and uh, he was always talking about, and so when they brought the products to every station in the country, they, we had to put them outside the front door where everybody could see but they also supplied this big cardboard cutout of this mobile man. And uh, we had to put this cardboard cutout by the, right by all the, all the products, you know, and there he was. And where our mobile station was, 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 was straight across the road from the race course. And uh, I love horses, and uh, so it was on a Saturday, and they had a race meeting over there, and they, and it was, I don't know what race it was, but they were starting straight across the road from the garage. And so I was out there, and I didn't realise it, but I was standing right in front of this cardboard cutout. <laughs> and I was away with the fairies, you know, I was, I was just focused on, the, on what was going on across the road. It was a quiet place. And I was aware that this car had come in. And uh, the lady got out, and I was still focused, and she was came out, and just before she got to the front door, I said, oh, good morning, how are you? And she went, ah! 
oh, sorry, I didn't think I looked that bad. <laughs> he said, no, 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 I thought you were one of those cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and in the same way, we don't want to be just cardboard cutouts of Jesus. Imagine that. Imagine that, Dawn. We just have a, a likeness of ourselves all in, the, all in the pews. That's what happens when we don't allow ourselves to grow in faith what happens when we're not giving out the fruit of the spirit we just become like cardboard cutouts in light of that it seems we live in a world full of hurt heard that this morning results of that the world needs us to be big in Christ and big in faith it really does Many are hungry for a different fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Just kindness. Seems like kindness has just gone out the window. Everybody is critical these days. Everybody is judging these days. I'll shut down my Facebook page if I'm sick of all the moaning and complaining. Everybody's just angry today. And so we need the fruit of the Spirit. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, a world without greed, a world where we think of our neighbours, where we think of others. And it's like a famine in the land. Folks starving for affection, affirmation, kindness, friendship, fellowship, to be accepted to be embraced, to be cared about and cared for. People hungry for friendship. What a lonely people out there. Betty is a part of neighbourly and she, she often says, oh, um, I've heard about this person, that person, you know, some bloke or whatever. Can you go and visit them? You know, so I, you know, <laughs> she quite often just volunteers my service. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go and do that. It's <laughs> no problem. You know, and those people, they're so, so thrilled that somebody's knocking on their door. Not to sell them something, not to give them something, you know. But just, you come around to say, hello, how are you? People are hungry for that. I think Mother Teresa said it's one of the greatest things in the world today is loneliness. One of the greatest families. And as we heard this morning, it was love that motivated God to send us Christ, John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave. It was love that motivated Jesus to die on the cross for us. And love worked. Love got the job done. Lives have been changed. Multitudes have salvation because of love. And according to Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, Love is still the key. Not some Hollywood love that you see in the movies. Not lustful love that just satisfies flesh. Not some 60s hippies love where everything went and everything did. <laughs> not some airy fairy love, I love you, I love you not, I love you, I love you not. No, the love that changes the world that nourishes and satisfies the soul 
is the God kind of love, agape love. The love that's found in Christ. The sacrificial love. Happily dies to self. Goes the extra mile. Goes and visits the neighbour when they're lonely. Goes and visits the person around the corner when they're lonely. No greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his brothers. Sometimes it takes a lot of faith believing that God's love will still works. It takes a lot of faith to believe that the, the gospel message is still relevant today. But believe we must. But more than just believing, trusting God by climbing into those wheelbarrows of obedience as he directs us to this person and to that person. Uh, when I was an industrial chaplain, I had to go and see somebody in a prison over in um, over Upper Hutt, I think it was, a big prison over there. What was it? Rimantaka? That's the one, bro. And I went over there and I saw this guy and, um, and, um, and the family was so blessed and they said, you should be in that prison chaplain. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I thought about it, and I thought, oh, maybe I should check it out. So I, I rang up Manawatika, and Ev McEwen was the prison chaplain. And Ev McEwen's an old All Blacks from way back in the day. He, he was the chaplain then. And so, um, and, uh, so he, we, we organised that I go up there and, and do some work with him. I would be starting on a certain date and he said, just come up and I've already booked you in. Just go and knock on the gate or the door or whatever. Oh, they'll let you in, you know. Just tell them who you are. Bring some identification. He says, oh, and by the way, you're going to be in the maximum security unit. You'll be with all the murderers and rapists. Haven't they thrown the key away for a lot of those people? And, uh, but it took me a lot of faith to believe that I could do something in there. I thought, what, if, what am I going to say to them? And what if I say it and they get offended and kill me? Have you thought about that? I hope you've got 20 angels going before me. And so um, and so it, it, you know, I had to really go before the Lord and deal with my attitude. What's so important about that, Dad? Because because they still matter to me. Still matter to me. That's the kind of love that's out there, eh? That's far, that's way beyond what I can even conjure up. So I went. Praying in tongues all the way. (laughs) Rebuking this, rebuking that, binding this, binding that. Helmet of salvation on, check my breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, uh, shield of faith, everything was in tongues. Got there, you've got to go through all of these incredible trying to, I think it's harder to get in there than it is getting out. <laughs> but the moment I walked in there, I sensed, sensed God's peace all around me. Never felt so safe in my mind as that moment, walking into that. 
And I had a, I had a ball that day. Nobody told me who they were. You know, I was sort of, you know, sort of getting an understanding of who they are, what they've done, and I was able to share my testimony. Here's some other stuff. I'd sit around with these guys and just, just talk and talk. And um, at the end of it, you know, Nev, later on, Nev said, you know, that was great. Thanks for coming. You know, I realise that. Sowed seed today. Watered seed today. See, that's 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 a unifaith. Unifaith just believes that gets in God's wheelbarrow as opportunity goes forward. I think one of the hardest things for me over the years has been going into hospitals and when people are about to die. I, I had cancer. It's not it's not hard for me to go into those places, but hard because you feel so inadequate, you know. And you just want to be able to, to pray for people and see them healed. You know? and there's always that about me. And, and, uh, and, and so and I've done that uh, uh, many, many times over. Go in when people are right on their deathbed, you know, and um, pray for them and things like that. But when people are going through that, you know, that's, that's a lonely time for them. Just just being there, holding their hands is, is a great thing for them. You don't have to say anything. They know you know. But you being there says to them, you have value. Your life matters to me. And I'm going to sit here and walk through this through the shadow of the valley of death with you. And um, one time there were, I, I got the, the greatest revelation of heaven one of those places. My friend Manny Parata from down the road, like an uncle. Older guy, uh, much older than me, he would be in his 70s then, and, and, and champion axeman Bruce. Worked all of his life in the bush felling trees. Started out trimming trees, branches with an axe, and progressed up to sawing trees down, and then took up the bunker and became a champion axeman. I knew Manny for a while, but he wasn't really all that into it. Until he got pronounced with uh, terminal cancer. And that changed his whole outlook, as it does. And he gave his heart to Christ, and uh, we helped him for a whole year, you know, encouraging him, encouraging him, praying over him. But um, after a year, he gave up. He said, I'm I don't want to fight anymore. He said, I have an assurance of where I'm going. He said, just let me, you know, he said, just let me, just let me go. So his wife, she rang me. She said, Manny has said, don't pray for him anymore. She said, all you fellas, it's all your fault. You're keeping me alive with your prayers. I want to go. <laughs> don't pray no more. So how do you do that? She said, don't pray no more. So we all stopped. And um, about a few days later, the doctor said to her, I don't think it's going to last for much, but she rang me. She said, oh, can you come around? She said, um, it was about 8 o'clock at night. She said, all the family's here. And everybody just, and everybody wants to say goodbye. We all want you here with us. So I went around there, and they had changed the whole sitting room around. There was a bed in it, and Annie was in there. 
grandchildren were there, kids were there, wife was there, and it was like a going away party. We <laughs> were all sitting around singing and uh, telling stories and laughing and singing and more stories and, and, and crying at the same time. And then, um, and but he was he he was wide awake. He understood exactly everything that was going on. He wasn't. He was really lucid. And then, um, then all of a sudden, he looked up. He said, "Oh, time to go." Jesus is just saying, "Come," because we all look up. <laughs> we couldn't see it. You know. But he could. And it was like the bus was coming down the road, you know, and Jesus was the driver. And, uh, and when, he saw, when he, and I looked at his face, you know, and he still looked old, but oh man, you could see heaven on his face. You could see heaven on his face, heaven in his eyes. And I got a revelation of, of, of heaven that night. We have to believe that, that love can still work. We have to hold on to faith that the gospel is still the message for today. We've got to believe that heaven is real, hell is too hot, and Jesus is still the answer. <laughs> We've got to hold on to that. And then God doesn't mind our have a problem with us growing and extending our faith for our own needs and our own dreams. Our own, for our own use. One of the reasons that Jesus came that we might have life in abundance. We're the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. We should be the most blessed people on the planet. But don't stop there. We are blessed to be a blessing. Conduits of God's grace. God is always wanting to pull us up, mature us, grow us bigger, calling us to walk in great faith. What's great faith? Let me tell you. Only two people that Jesus said had great faith. One was the Roman centurion and the other was the Gentile woman. The Roman centurion came believing in Christ on behalf of his servant. The Gentile woman came believing in Christ on behalf of her daughter. Great faith goes beyond believing for our own needs into believing for others. Simple as that. You want to do great things in the kingdom? If you want to be great in the kingdom, and just learn to be a servant. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Thank you so much. Today, Lord, in line with your word, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would Help us to decrease, that you would create in us a clean heart, renew in us a right spirit. 
Return unto us the joy of our salvation. Not only that, Lord, the joy of seeing others saved. Take not your spirit from us, but renew in us a steadfast spirit. Thank you, Jesus. While every head is bowed, every eye is closed, if there's somebody in here today that you need hope for the future. You need hope for eternity. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I am the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. The Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouths Jesus is Lord, we shall be saved. For it's by grace are we saved through faith, not of your own work. If you want that today, just lift up your hand. Everybody's eyes are closed. You want that today. You want heaven to be your destiny. You don't know Christ. Lift up your hand. See that? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. You want to know more? Ask a few more questions. I'm only too happy to hang around, I'll release everybody now, but if you'd like prayer for anything then myself and Malcolm will be down here in the front, more than happy to pray get anything out of this God bless